Welcome to the Ozo Dope Audio Show. Think comedy meets a much needed heart to heart, jam packed with dope conversations to motivate, inspire, and entertain. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get, but it's gonna be sweet. From personal growth and self improvement to pop culture and a little bit of mess, I'm your host, Cass, here to bring you the freshest takes on life, love, and everything in between. So pour yourself a glass of something good, because we're about to drop down and get our eagle on, baby. It's called an audio show. It's not a podcast. Oh, Thank you. It's our audio show. Thank you. Cut that part out. Girl, how have you been? Like, what is up? What's going on? Same. <laughs> so, like, the last conversations we've had, it's just been a long journey of during this time since I quit my job. It's taken longer than I expected, for sure, just to kind of recenter myself, figure out what I want. Like, I'm making progress, but um, like, I know I want to create ultimately, and I just want to, you know, make things and be inspired. And I don't necessarily want to narrow it down. I don't want to have to narrow it down to like one or two things, but I feel like I need a specific starting point or at least like a general idea. So I have a direction and then I can, you know, see what comes and go with whatever you know, draws me the most. So I'm kind of there, I guess, like I'm at this moment, I'm just trying to like, take as good a care of myself as I can, because I need a foundation. I learned this last year that I really need to have like a system that I can bring with me wherever I'm at. So I can always feel grounded and not feel, you know, like out of control. Like I thrive with um, structure, but I'm not I don't thrive with creating that structure for myself. So I really have to figure out how to do that in a way that will benefit me, but not restrict me. And so I always kind of have like, not to be like super crunchy, but like a home within myself that I can come back to and like (laughs) center myself um, and not just feel like really uncomfortable or out of control if I'm in a new environment. Cause I plan on being in a lot of new environments and around, you know, new people and things like that. And I just need to be able to center myself. So that's the journey (laughs) um, personally. um, And I guess, you know, I guess like work-wise and professionally too, it kind of all falls into one at this point. You? First of all, I feel like, are we twins? Because everything you're saying, I'm just like, I feel like parallel. I feel like we're on parallel paths, even though we're doing different things. Like when you said that, number one, you thrive in structure, me too, but I don't like being given my structure. Mm -hmm. I enjoy creating the structure and like the routines that work for me. And like, yeah, I don't really call it structure. I call it my routines. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I like starting my day a certain way and then moving forward. When did you leave your job? Um, October of last year. of Okay. Yeah. I left in December. So we're literally like doing the same shit. So for me as well, it's like getting focused in and zoned in on what do I want to what do I want to do first? Right. Because I feel like the first six months I was running around like a chicken with the head cut off (laughs) and just doing this and doing that. And I feel like I was even though I was learning new things, meeting new people and figuring myself out, I found that I wasn't really making traction in any one specific direction. And I do want to move forward and I do want to move up. And I felt like I was moving like horizontally and maybe horizontally and little by little going up. But I want to take my trajectory and have a little bit more of a path 
So I've decided to buckle down and really just focus on the content. I feel like I've been lost in the sauce of commerce and designing and selling greeting cards and all of that. But that doesn't bring me the money right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's cute, like coffee money, you know, like I sell my cards are $6. And unless it's a wholesale order where I'm selling a whole bulk of them, I'm not really making a ton of money off of it. So here's how I've decided to structure my life. Um, I make my money on the weekends doing kids events. I do face painting, balloon animals, yada, yada, yada. And that makes a, a decent amount of money actually. Then during the week, I'm focusing on my art. So creating the content, the audio shows. So thank you for like being a part of this as I'm like really buckling down and staying consistent. Like I have a lot of trouble staying consistent as well because it's like I bite off more than I can chew. And then like, I'm like struggling to keep my head above water, girl. I cried two times yesterday (laughs) and I'm not a cry baby ass girl, but like, I don't know. I just find like right now I'm very overwhelmed, but I'm figuring out in my head where I'm going what I'm going to focus on. And it's just a matter of of sticking to that. So I know that you've experienced some like slowness or whatever, and not necessarily jumping right in. Why do you think like, what do you think your reasons for not jumping in to like full fledged into what you want to do? What do you why do you think that's kind of a thing for you? Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I think the first thing is I'm honestly enjoying this time um just having time to myself and really I really just want to take the time to know and understand myself and what direction I want to go which has been slow like I know that I just want to make things I know that Mm. I have felt the most um frustrated but not like angry or upset, frustrated, just, um, I felt kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I feel that, I feel that it's just been suppressed. Like my creativity has just been suppressed within myself because I couldn't really act. I had to access like my analytical side and my technical side and like other skills that I have. And I've kind of had to push my creativity to the side. Um, And so I haven't been able to express that. And I've been doing so, I've been a creative kid, you know, since I was super young, it's always been a part of who I am. And, um, and, and I've learned that, you know, having to suppress it for so long has been almost detrimental to my creativity. Cause I'm like, now I feel like I have a block like I have a block, but I also feel overwhelmed with it because it's all internal and I'm not externalizing it. So I've just been trying to lean into, you know, those ideas as many as they are, like it's overwhelming. Um, focus on, figure out how to focus my attention um, instead of pursuing, like you said, everything and trying to do everything, figuring out where I want to start and finding like a rudimentary way to to address each thing what's worth my time what should stay an idea what should become a oh thing you know gosh. what I mean like oh, all of these yes. things that are just I don't know if this makes sense I don't know if yes. it's gonna make sense to other people listening but oh. <laughs> um, it just feels very I feel very overwhelmed in my head and I'm just trying to work it out and figure myself out and giving myself the time and the space to do that not feeling rushed because why you know what I mean like understanding mm-hmm. that there are no rules you know there's you know, what society expects. There's like in America, like in the U S what's expected. Um, 
you know, and all of these things and learning to not pay attention to that and listen to what I need um, and what I want and where I want to go and, you know, creating a path towards that. So I have, you know, kind of, I've loved just not needing to push or hustle or do any of those things. Like I just want to be. Yeah. I think what's so important what you were saying is building that foundation and setting up your structure so that you can use it where you're at, take it wherever you go with you and you're setting yourself up for the most success. I find I did the same thing. Like when I had a job, as you talk about, you know, your job just takes a lot of your energy out of you. And then it's, it's tougher to tap into your creativity girl. Mm -hmm. Once I left my job and then once I started going to the gym and eating properly and then building the routines, that is when I unlocked like creative mind level 1 million. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I remember when creativity would strike me, I would have to drop everything and be like, Oh, it's here. I have to, I must. (laughs) Right. And it, that was, that was so stressful. And now I can literally turn it on and off like a switch. And I think part of that was brain gym. And that took me coming to LA the first time and getting away from all of the distractions that I have here, whether that is, you know, like, you know, family, friends, um, responsibilities, you know, you get so caught up in your life, but then when you get away and you go somewhere different, you don't know anyone and you're, you're rebuilding life to a certain extent. I, I would go to Starbucks. I know that's so basic. I would go to Starbucks no, I mean- every day. And it was just a matter of having a seat and a table, which right. I have at home, but I guess it's just not the same. It's having the a seat, same. a table and a coffee. What do you use to get over your creative blocks? I actually feel overwhelmed by too many creative ideas. Like I, and I oh. really envy you that you're able to like flip a switch like that. I feel like I was, I feel like I was blocking I had to push, it wasn't so much that I was blocking my career. I just had to push it aside mm-hmm. um, because I had to focus elsewhere. But I do, I guess, in the, I get. I understand. Okay. I, I think I used the term and I didn't mean it like as in I can't be creative. Um, I feel like I have too many ideas and so it feels okay. overwhelming and I can't yeah. like move forward. So what idea right now excites you the most out of everything you kind of <laughs> have too many. on the table? Um, I guess like the bigger picture then, which is the ultimate, cause the ultimate goal for myself is that I can go where I feel inspired and just make whatever I feel like making. Like I'm a neurodivergent girly. So dopamine drives me. And when, when something turns that on, like when I find a dopamine, dopamine, I need to pursue it like mm-hmm. right now, because that's, <laughs> it's like, I get a hit after hit after hit. And I feel like I need to pursue it as long as that um, feeling is there because it's because it'll just switch off and then I and then I want to move on to something else. Right now, the idea of just being able to move around and like okay, so a couple of months ago, I was able to spend time with some people um, that I already you know admired and looked up to um, from afar. Um, they're designers, and I got to spend some time with them and learn about like their lifestyle and how their brain works and how they move. And it was like looking into my future. Cause like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I see them doing it and I'm hearing them talk about how they do it and the way that their life is structured and all of these things. And I'm like, okay, well that's like, and I know we talked about this already um, back at the last, whatever, what it, what it was, Mar- Mardi Gras, crawfish boil, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was able to kind of like see 
in real time, like, okay, this is actually what I'm looking for and what I want to do. Um, And so that's kind of what's been driving me is pushing towards that reality and working backwards. So ultimately, I guess that's what I'm most excited about in terms of just being able to explore because I don't have like one thing. It's an idea and an experience that Mm -hmm. I'm motivated by. And then all the other ideas are like underneath that umbrella. And it's nothing necessarily that will push me towards the ultimate goal, but it's more of um, the idea of being able to do all of these things freely, to have the resources to do them, because they change all the time is the thing. (laughs) So there's, I can't really, you know, I can't really give a single, well, this is what I'm pursuing right now at this moment. It could be multiple in a day. And then tomorrow I might have something else that I want to do, but there's no like one thing. And do you long to change that or do you like? No, I mean, that's a part of who I am. So I actually, I love it about myself, but I think it's overwhelming because I'm not, I don't have the space and I don't have the, um, the environment to be able to dive into all of those things. Like if I could have a house, like a three-story house, I have like 25 rooms and in every room it's set up for a different Mm -hmm. like creative endeavor. And I can just go from room to room and start on something different. That would be an example of, of being in an environment that supported like my tendencies and my, like those characteristics about myself, but I'm not, I'm not in an environment like that. (laughs) So in the here and now, like where you're at now, do you want to kind of narrow down maybe two to three projects that you want to work on to make some headway? Um, I, I am doing that. I'm forcing myself to (laughs) (laughs) forcing myself. (laughs) I really have to, I'm like, okay, you can't do, you know, and I guess, cause these are all developing projects. Like nothing is really yeah. complete. Um, like you were talking about, like you were kind of spreading yourself thin yeah. or, you know, doing a bunch of things and it wasn't really helping. Um, I was in the same place. So I'm, I'm forcing myself to work on one project that I'm not quite ready to, uh, to divulge about, but, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really pushing to try to, to finish this so that I can move on to the next thing. It's kind of like a, a, like a checklist. And I'm like, I'm cool with, with each project, but they're not like the ultimate. Do you find that like putting things on a checklist takes away the fun from the creativity? Or do you think it helps guide you and keep you level? It's both. I, I do not like making the list. That no? is overwhelming because there are so many steps yeah (laughs) to me I'm like okay to do this I have to do this in order to do that I have to do that and it's like working backwards can be overwhelming um but I finally forced myself um to like for a current project to sit down and make a list and once I made that list it was like so much easier like once I make the list I'm like I should have done this a long time ago because now I have specific things that I can look at okay, I'm going to work on this, this, and this today. I can put a little check mark emoji next to it when mm-hmm. I'm done, you know, which feels good. Um, you can see your progress and you, you can see an end in sight, which is different when you don't make a checklist because it's all in your head and it feels never ending. Yeah. Um, so to me, making the checklist is much more, res- it's just not fun for me to make it. But once I make it, it helps me to move forward. Mm. You? 
Yeah, I love a list. Like in my phone <laughs> filled with lists, like it brings me clarity. Like you hate making the list. I love making the list. I find that sometimes I get so consumed and wrapped up in the breakdown in the uh, spreadsheets and all of that. And that brings me my, like my dopamine that gives me my mm -hmm. hit. And it's just like, then I lack in the follow through, right? It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not executing. And I think that's where I've gone wrong in the past. It's like, I've gotten so much pride and happiness from outlining exactly what I'm going to do. And it, it makes me happy. And then I just don't do it. So it's a matter of just seeing it on the paper and then doing it. And it also, yeah, it brings me clarity. It calms me down and it, it guides me, but sticking to it. That's a different story, girl. In the past, yeah. I've had a lot of difficulty seeing things through and persevering and trusting that things are going to work out. Um, my downfall is if I don't see success fairly soon, then I, I wrap it up and onto the next one. Yeah. And I note, I noticed that about myself and I'm really making a change now especially okay I don't think I'm super cool at all but like I do think a lot of things are corny like I'll see people online doing things I'm like that is so corny like I'm a low-key <laughs> hater I will never tell anyone that but I'm just like that is so corny and I think that's one of my biggest fears is you know having this online business of mine and online media I do not want to be corny I do not want to fail in front of people and I feel like that has held me back in the past. Mm -hmm. Since I've changed my way of thinking, I've noticed the 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 success and the uh, mind you, I'm not where I want to be at all. Right. But I I'm getting more comfortable doing things that are outside of my comfort zone. I'm getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that was the hardest part. That was definitely the hardest part. And there's nothing like feeling confident, nothing like feeling confident. Now, mind you. I had to let go of like the perfectionism. I personally have like a distaste in my mouth for perfectionism because that's one of the things that's held me back for so long. So mm. now I look at it and I'm like, you are my arch enemy. Like you held me back. You are the reason like all of that. And I think if you're a perfectionist and you're a surgeon, yes, you're a doctor. Yes. You're a lawyer. Yes. Go through everything. But then when you watch other people, cause we're in the creative space, we're in the arts. And I know sometimes we have a little bit of an ego about our work and we want our work to be a certain way. We want to be perceived a certain way. We want to put out a certain caliber of stuff, but we're also in a day and age where it's like people are putting out content like that. Right. And it's not about looking side to side and comparing yourself to others, but you know, sometimes I'd be looking at like, yo, this person who's doing what I want to do is putting out like mediocre work. And I'm still sitting here with everything in my Google Drive, afraid to share it because it's not as good as I think it should be. I, getting over myself was a true, true thing. And then being okay with knowing that, okay, the first time I try it, I'm not going to be good. I'll like, sometimes I'll have like external conversations with myself. If I'm too much in my head, I'll say, okay, what, what is it? Like, is this necessary perfectionism? Like, is it serving a purpose? Mm. Is there a reason why this needs to be perfect? And if so, what does perfect mean? Like, what yeah. are the parameters for this? Um, I was working on something and it was like all day, like, the, like two days straight. I just spent oh. focused on <laughs> yeah. this and yeah. I, I, but I kind of, I'll get just, I just get so focused on it that I don't think about the fact that it's, I don't understand that it's been hours. Right. And then I'll just 
like realize, oh my God, like it's 10 PM. Yeah. What am I like, what am I doing? And yeah. I'll just say, okay, this is fine. It's fine. I'm just going to like, whatever it looks fine. Like no one's going to notice this. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it is. And I'm not really necessarily being perfectionistic. I'm just super focused. Other times I, I understand that I'm, it's actually connected to something else. Like you're talking about, you're afraid to put things out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think the actual like true perfectionism comes in and then you think, why do I feel this way? Like, am I actually being perfectionistic? Am I anxious? Am I scared? What am I afraid of? You know, like figuring out where it's coming from, what purpose, because it's serving a purpose, whether that's to keep you safe, whether that's yeah. to like, you know, there's a reason why you feel that way. And I it's think because I that... don't want to look corny. Okay. What's wrong with looking <laughs> corny? What is corny? Like, what is it? Yeah, I to me corny is like when you shoot and you miss, you have a clear miss, right? What and is you're the just, miss? Why do you why why is exactly. it a miss? Is it a miss no, because people don't like it? Yeah, it could be a miss because people don't like it. It could be a miss because it misrepresents the talents that I do have or that I feel that I have or I have a, a vision of of something and then I actually do it and I'm like, uh, didn't go. Have you seen those memes where it's like um what I thought the dress would look like on and then what it yeah. actually looked like? Like, it's kind of like that. And I know it's, it's silly. It's so silly and it whole, and it held me back for so long. And it's still at times it does hold me back, but I think I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of, okay, I don't mind shooting and missing. At least I'm shooting. There's so many people and myself included. I was this person for so long who sat on the sidelines and judged the people who were playing on the court. I know nothing about their game because I'm not on the court. Like I'm not with you shooting in the gym. And it took me a minute to lace up my shoes and get on the court. And my first shot, maybe not so good. My first dribbles, maybe not so good, but the more you practice your craft, the better you get at it. And I just wish, I know it took me a while to figure it out. And I wish that like more people would figure it out. I, I meet so many women with amazing talents and 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 great ideas and they just they stay just that talents and ideas yeah I man there's so much there's so a lot many ideas about every, what you just said but I'm gonna try to pick just a couple yeah so number one like everything is subjective everything's made up nothing mm-hmm. is real especially now I think that we're in an era of like weird and corny like honestly you know, I've been, I spent a lot of time, like when I'm on Instagram, I like going to my explore page more now than my feed because there's some weird shit and I freaking love it. I fucking <laughs> love it. I, cause you're like, you know, and sometimes I'll have a visceral reaction and I'm like, well, clearly people like this, you know what I mean? And I don't really have, you know, I don't have a horse in the yeah. race, but like we're in the era, like those stupid Astro boy, the red boots. People oh are wearing gosh. them yeah. like non-ironically, unironically out and about like, you know what I mean? Like in the world of fashion, I think obviously there's always been, you know, it's always been weird, but you look at um, like the runways right now, like there's a lot of new posts and it's just weird shit that the right audience looks at it and they're like, that's fucking incredible, you know? Right. And there are other people that are like, who in the world would want this? Mm-hmm. you know there's always going to be I think you just have to find your people and if the people if you're putting things out and the people that you're hearing from don't like it then they're not your people you know like 
find a different crowd because we just have to, and I'm speaking to myself, like all of this, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm yelling. I'm no, just yell, okay? you, no, um, <laughs> but like, I'm speaking to myself too. We just have to find our, our, mm-hmm. we just have to like ourselves and find other people who are like us because um, I was listening to uh, an interview by with James Clear, he wrote Atomic Habits. Haven't read the book, but this interview is incredible. Um, a lot of really good nuggets. And he was just talking about how difficult it's gonna be for you if you're, we're, if you're doing something and you're in a group of people who don't really care about or care for what you're doing, it's just the wrong environment for you. It's gonna be really hard for you to stick to that thing and to remain confident. Like you need to be in a group of people who are similar, who are doing similar things. And this is not news. Like, I feel like we've heard all of this before, but you really have to put yourself in the right environment. And it's, it can be difficult sometimes to find that place and find those people. But once you're there, it's so much easier for you to just like be who you are. Mr. Lucas, are those training wheels? Dang it. Are you like Mr. Lucas? A grown-up who never learned how to ride a bike? Well, buckle up, pal. We got just the thing for you. Handlebar Heroes. Bike riding lessons for the mature. Because let's face it, adult-sized training wheels are expensive and embarrassing. Here at Handlebar Heroes, we specialize in teaching misfit adults how to ride bikes. Our enclosed training facility is the perfect place for you and your shame. You will both feel right at home as you struggle to maintain balance and wonder where it all went wrong. With our expert instruction and adult-sized protective equipment, you will be sure to ditch those training wheels in no time, bud. Finally, you will be able to ride without looking like a complete dimwit. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for our adult bike lesson today and qualify for 25% off our summer camps. Just go to www.dopehaas.co backslash handlebarheroes and use our code DOPE at checkout. There was a woman named Tina Sanders or Saunders, not sure. Um, She invented the cat eye eyeglasses, right? She designed it back in the like 1940s, 19, late 30s, 1940s. And that woman couldn't get anyone, like people looked at her like she was insane. It's such a weird thing, right, to think about. And she wasn't like a eyewear designer. She was, um, she was an activist. She did art. She was a filmmaker. She did all this different stuff. Badass woman, um, very, very cool. Um, person she was kind of like seen as as like a paradox of a person everybody just laughed in her face except for one optical shop gave her a chance mm-hmm. like on a condition and they blew up because all you see in the 50s is what right cat eye eyeglasses you know exactly like there are just so many people who at, maybe by your definition looked really corny doing what they were yeah. doing and it turned out to be it just took people a while to catch on mm-hmm. but I'm sure they had people in their camp that were telling them you know that we're not calling them crazy that we're not yeah looking at them like they were corny but I think a lot of the times in the creative space you can have the wildest ideas that nobody buys into but when you have the correct when you have the right cosign that can change your life what do you think about that concept and do you think that's harmful to art 
having to wait for a cosine in order to pop off. I think it makes sense in terms of, I guess, depending on what it is. Like, it makes sense in terms of trust, right? So if you introduced me to something, you're like, hey, I know about this really cool thing. You should check it out. And it's something that I would never have paid attention to. That's one thing. Right. But if it's if you're talking about people who just have like a group think type of like gatekeepy, like exclusionary attitude. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a member of the club, then we don't accept you. But if a member of the club accepts you, then we'll accept you like I think um, that's more where I'm what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's lame. <laughs> like um I know yeah. that uh Telfar put out Well, I don't know if it's out yet, actually. I haven't really looked back. But I know that he was going to start offering essentially like new designs at a discount, essentially something. I I may be butchering this, but basically you get it at a really inexpensive price if you buy it now rather than waiting until it blows up or like Beyonce wears it or something like that in order to decide that you're they're, you're going to be in on this now. Like, mm-hmm. I know that that was a way that he was trying to combat this sort of idea um, and this phenomenon of jumping on the bandwagon just because so-and-so said that it's cool now. Do you think that this is also an issue like overseas, like in Europe and things like that? Or do you feel like it's specifically like a U.S. and Canadian situation? Okay. I've never been to Europe before in my life, so I wouldn't know, but I would, I'm going to err on the side and say it's probably a North American thing and us Canadians being like the little brothers and sisters of Americans. I know we idolize you guys or a lot of, a lot of people here are like, oh, it's not hot until it's in the U S like we never supported Drake our very own six God. (laughs) We did not like him until Americans told us or Americans gave him the cosign to say he's cool. The thing is, he's been rapping since the grassy days. Like he's been an artist, but nobody respected his art until we were told to. Do you think it's because people actually didn't like it until it became popular? Or like did he No, have I don't think we little... didn't even listen to his 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 art to be honest. I think we all just said, Oh, that's Jimmy from Degrassi. You know, like we weren't allowing him the opportunity to grow into who he is or to show who he really is unless someone tells us this is safe, this is good, like try it out, then we're not gonna look twice at it. I think a part of where we're at in life is now we have to be held accountable. We have to hold ourselves accountable. And this is where me and you, we're gonna say one thing that we wanna do or accomplish or kind of get done before we see each other next, which will probably be in a couple of months. Oh God, accountability. It's accountability time, baby. So I, which I literally asked you for, I was like, I need an accountability partner. Yeah. Well, Um, here it is. And it's going to be, it's taped. It's on audio. It's out there in the world. So, oh, um, but you're in Canada. So you, when are you coming back next? I need a timeline. Oh, October, November. Okay. So fall. I think I, I think, okay. So I think (laughs) this might be meta, Okay. But um, because right now I am kind of playing with and exploring what I want to do within, like as an optician, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want, I don't necessarily want to be full time 
I want to work for myself as an optician. Right now I'm freelancing. Mm -hmm. I have private clients and I do contract work and things like that, but I don't have, I don't actually have a specific goal. I have ideas, but I don't have a specific goal in terms of what I want my life to look like as an optician specifically. Mm -hmm. So I think narrowing in and choosing and, and having a plan in terms of what I want to do. If I want to continue doing what I'm doing now, if I want to change that, um, what that looks like, I guess not necessarily a business plan, but kind of like a business plan. I think that's probably the best I can do because the mindset I'm in right now is not, it's just not specific, yeah. which is probably the problem. Mm -hmm. So I'll get specific. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a lot of time because it's like when you're cleaning your room, you got to dig through, you have to pull out all the mess, which makes a bigger mess. And then sort through and make piles. And then when you can see everything laid out, then you have a clear idea. And that idea may change. That trajectory may change in the next little bit. And it's a matter of being agile and being able to and being open to the changes as long as they're in alignment with where you see yourself going. Um, yeah, I yeah. pulled everything out of the closet and I'm, I've just been going through it yep. for the last few months. So, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. What's okay. yours? I'm gonna keep it really basic. Um, it's consistency. So please hold me accountable in releasing these episodes for my audio show bi-weekly. I'm putting myself on a bi-weekly schedule. If I were to say weekly, I don't think that's attainable for where I am right now and all okay. everything that I have going on because I'm producing two shows, this one and then the kids storytelling podcast, which comes out once a week. So um, hold me accountable for consistency. So you're going bi-weekly for both? No, kids one is coming out once a week. And um, the the adult one, like this one, comes out biweekly because it's a okay. more of a produced. The kids one is just five minute stories, so it's like oh, I okay, can bite it you. off. This one is like, you know, more production on it, like an intro, a commercial. Da -da -da -da, okay, more. so I want to reword mine because yours. <laughs> okay, so I will say, um, honing in, being specific. Because, and I know it took me like 15 <laughs> minutes because my mind is so like, I have ideas everywhere and I really, I don't like to be specific and I am really learning that <laughs> about myself. I don't like to be specific um, unless I'm making plans in Los Angeles. So I'm like, be here yeah. at this time on this day. Cause if you oh don't, then, then it won't happen. Yeah. So to be specific about my goals, um, I would say where I want to end the year or start next year. Mm. So very specifically what I want to be doing, where I want to be located, um, what projects I'm either involved in or working on, like have a specific goal, location, etc. Got it. Okay. A plan. Yes. A plan. Okay. That's, yeah. And some specifics of that plan. POV Pro Tip is the part of the show where we share with the audience one of our favorite life hacks. It could be a recipe. It could be a new product that we're loving. It could be anything. It's not sponsored. We're choosing to share it out of the greatness of our hearts. So what would you like to share with the audience? I think the one thing that I've been preaching for years especially since i moved here because i commute a lot i drive a ton everybody here spends a lot of time in their cars driving shoes mm. so and i kind of call them my outside house shoes basically because i just get like 
comfy house shoes that have a sole on them. And I use those shoes to drive in because it keeps me as comfortable as possible that and then in like a padded cushion for my driver's seat. But driving shoes changed my life. They changed my life. It changes like when you bring your comfort with you and you make yourself as comfortable as possible. I personally notice a huge difference mm-hmm. in my quality of life. That might yes. sound dramatic, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Such a small thing that changes. Okay, I'm going to piggyback off yours. So another small thing that I find helps me in moments where I might be having a stressful day or I'm just really not feeling where my life is right now, I do scent association. And I just started doing this a couple months ago. So like I love Lush products um, Mm -hmm. and just like the more natural scented stuff. So I like to associate moments and feelings with some of those scents. And just spray it on myself, spray it on my shirt. If I know I'm going to be having a rough day, I will spray myself with a a scent that calms me down. And it seems like such a small thing, but it really, really, really helps me. Right now, the scent that I'm loving is Twilight by Lush. And it is overly priced. It is way more than it should be. So, like, I use it sparingly. (laughs) That's uh, me coming from a place of scarcity mindset. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, I use it when I'm like, okay, I'm really going to need this today. So I do love that. But you can you can even use like essential oils, uh, like even the roll-on ones. Do you guys have sage over there, the store sage? Yes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Sage is also overly priced. Oh, yeah. You told me about them. I was like, why do I know that name? Because I, yeah. I think you, was it you or maybe it was somebody else? No. Angel, thank you for coming on. Thank it you. was really good catching up. Honestly, like I cannot wait to see you again in person in the flesh okay so where can people find you and is there anything that you want to promote um i'm on instagram at that frame freak um i don't post that much i post on my stories but uh, maybe that'll change um and then i think that's pretty much it for now um i don't have really anything specific to promote i guess i am a fitting optician so if you are curious about um, how to shop for glasses, what looks good on you, need um, input on anything, uh, you can just DM me mm-hmm. at, on my Instagram um, and see if we might be a good fit for you to also be a private client. Um, I have a couple right now. I don't want to take on too many, but I'm happy to do individual sessions Love if it. you're interested. Do you yeah. do virtual sessions? Yep. I prefer virtual. Yeah, (laughs) actually. (laughs) It's just easier, I think, for everybody all around. And I don't necessarily need to see you in person. Right. Um, So I do virtual sessions. Anybody, anywhere who has an internet connection and a camera. Okay. All right. Well, there's the show. I'll put all of the links in the show notes so people will be able to find it easily. Um, Thank you. And I will see you later. See ya. Okay. Bye. And just like that, we've come to the end. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Girl, leave me a review. Five stars, five stars, five stars across the board. To support the show, you can share it with a friend or on socials. Don't forget to tag me at ohsodope.co so I could be a creep. You can also shop on my website for greeting cards, stationery, digital downloads, and other cool merch at www.dopehouse.co. This helps a ton because you know I quit my job. And I don't want to have to do something strange for a little bit of change. You know what I'm saying? 
The best way to get in touch is email. You can hit me up at holla at dopehouse.co. Okay, shake your butt and have a good day. Goodbye. <laughs>